Hey everybody, welcome back to Ubaldi Reports. Today we're going to do something a little different. We're not going to talk about politics. Now, strange as it may seem, we're not going to talk about politics. And to my friends, they're going to be like stunned that I'm not going to talk about politics. But today we're going to do something different. On Monday, we commemorate Memorial Day. We remember the lives of all the men and women from the birth of this country into the present conflict in Iraq and Afghanistan who gave the ultimate sacrifice, their lives, so we can live in freedom. Now, the greatest honor a country can bestow is to remember and truly remember the lives of the men and women who gave their lives for the freedoms that we enjoy. Now, this isn't a partisan issue. This isn't a Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative issue. This is to take the time to remember those fellow Americans, those men and women who gave the ultimate sacrifice so we can enjoy the life in the lives that we have with our family, with our friends, to go where we want, do where we want, even to criticize our own government. That's the right that these men and women gave, and they sacrificed their life so we can enjoy what we enjoy today. Now, there's a difference because, uh, between Memorial Day and Veterans Day. A lot of times people who have never been in the military always come up to th- and thank me because I've served 30 years in the Marines, with three combat tours to Iraq and Afghanistan. They're always thanking me for my service, and I appreciate that. But Memorial Day is different from Veterans Day. Now, on Veterans Day, it's the culmination of the end of the First World War on November 11th, usually that first or second Monday. uh, I think it's the second Monday of November. But on November 11th, the nation um, celebrates Veterans Day. And Veterans Day is to thank veterans who served their country, whether in peacetime or war, they took something of themselves and they gave back to their country. Much like what John F. Kennedy said in his first inaugural address, don't ask what the country can do for you, but what you can do for the country. And that's what veterans give. They gave something of themselves and served. Now, I've met thousands of veterans in my time in the the Marines, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guardsmen. Everybody gave something of themselves for their country. Now, Memorial Day is something different. It's more somber. It's more of a commemoration, a remembrance of those who, men and women who gave their lives for their country in, in, in a time of conflict, or even in some, to some degree for those who gave their lives in peacetime. There's a lot, some soldiers and military personnel died in peacetime through training accidents. So we're also remembering them as well in the same vein. But this is the time to remember and think back to what these men and women did by giving their lives for us. It's not a holiday to go to the mall. It's not the great white, uh, the white sale at whatever department store. It's not let's get a good deal at the, the uh, for get a new car or a used car. We should remember, take the time as we're spending time with our family, whether at the beach, the pool backyard barbecues, but always we should take the time and remember those men and women who gave the ultimate sacrifice. Now, for me, I always remember this because when I served in Iraq, I went to about 45 different funerals for military personnel, Marines and soldiers who um, gave the ultimate ultimate sacrifice. Now, I kept their programs on each and every funeral that I went to. And the reason I did that, because I wanted to remember their lives. I didn't want them to be forgotten through the, um, over time. 
because time passes and we simply remember them when they pass, but then we forget about them. I truly wanted to remember their names, who they are, what lives did they lead, what were they, what was their future, what was their families going through when they um, when they lost their son or daughter or husband or boyfriend. As I was going to the funerals of these military personnel, I would often reflect, what is their parents going through? Knowing you've got a, uh, that phone call or that you, and nowadays you don't get a phone call, I'm sorry, you don't get a phone call or a telegraph that you did in previous conflicts. What was their, going through their mind when they saw military personnel come up to their door with the chaplain and have to explain to them that your son or your husband, boyfriend, or whoever your loved one is, is not lo- no longer coming home? How do you explain that to a young child? Because many of these service members had families. How do you explain to um, a young child that your father, their father, is never coming home again? How do you explain that? So that's why I wanted to, to do this podcast as more of a reflection and commemoration of those men and women who gave the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom. And there was too often um, those men and women who went off to war in Iraq and Afghanistan, I wanted to remember them because this is the conflict that I know of because this is the conflict that I served in. Now, when I was growing up, my family really taught us the meaning of Memorial Day. My father, who served in the Italian Navy during World War II, I know jokes aside, but he saw combat. He saw his friends killed in combat. So he eventually came to the United States raised a family. And when we, we were really young, he took his entire family to Italy. This was about 23, almost 24 years after he immigrated to the United States. It was his first time he'd been back and he took his family. And he was stunned by what he saw. When he left Italy in 1947, Europe was devastated. He returned. He saw running water in his town, which hadn't seen it when he was a young boy. He saw uh, new roads, buildings, all this was because of America. Now, this is the one thing I'm going to say through this podcast. America has a different symbolism to the rest of the world. Now, there's always those who despise what America stands for and who we are. But to those in Europe, especially my dad's, um, his aunt who lived to 102, she never saw America. But she knows what America did during the Second World War removed the world of fascism, kept the Soviet or the Russian forces at bay, and rebuilt, basically rebuilt the world. And that's what she remembers of America. And my father always wanted to teach his kids, and always did, to remember those who gave that ultimate sacrifice so we can live and we can have the freedoms that we enjoy. Now, my mother was a little different. Obviously, she didn't, I mean, she didn't serve in a war, but her first boyfriend, her first true love, who was about a couple of years older than she was, was killed in Korea. And that always haunted her, especially when she had four sons and three of her four sons went off to war. I had a brother that served in Lebanon and in Grenada with the Navy. I had another younger brother that served in the Persian Gulf War with the Army. And then I served in Iraq and Afghanistan. I mean, men see things differently. We see, oh, this is great. We're going off to fight to war. 
we're going to defeat the enemy. My mom was a little different. She saw the pain of war. War wasn't this this glorified Hollywood version. She saw her first true love, her first boyfriend. And I guess a woman never forgets that true love who was killed in um, the Korean War. So she always remembered that. And it made it difficult. And I can't imagine what she was going through when she had my first two brothers were off in combat. And then for myself, being in Iraq and in Afghanistan, you can never comprehend what she was going through. But these are some of the things that they taught us. It wasn't, war isn't glamorous. And people do die in combat. That was from my dad. And my mom had more of the emotional aspect of what's it like to receive a message or to know someone personally to you was killed in combat. Now, it's interesting, especially in today's vein, what the uh, Americans think of America. But I want to talk to you about what other leaders and other individuals think about America. Now, Alexander Solzhenitsyn was a a famous Soviet dissident. He wrote a book called The Gulag Archipelago, dictating his time in a Soviet prison camp. Now, Alexander Solzhenitsyn served in the Soviet army during World War II, and because of his writings, he was exiled to Siberia and went into the Gulag system. He finally was freed, I believe, in 1974. And in 1976, he came to the United States And it's a very famous speech, but here's a couple excerpts that he said in the speech from what he how he what he thinks of the United States. Now, this is, again, written in 1974. So some of the things may be a little bit backdated, but the 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 crux of the matter will hit you home. And it says or he states the United States has helped Europe to win the first and the second world wars. It twice raised Europe from post-war destruction Twice for 10, 20, 30 years, it has stood as a shield protecting Europe while European countries were counting their nickels to avoid paying for their armies. Better yet, to have none at all, to avoid paying for armaments. Thinking about how to leave NATO, knowing that in any case, America will protect them anyway. These countries started it all despite their thousand years of civilization and culture even though they are closer and should have known better. Now he states this, I came to your continent for two months. I've been traveling in its wide open spaces, and I agree. Here you do not feel the nearness of it all, the intimacy of it all. Here it is possible to miscalculate. Here you must make a spiritual effort to understand the acuteness of the world situation. The United States of America has long shown itself to be the most magnanimous, the most generous country in the world. Whenever there is a flood, an earthquake, a fire, a natural disaster, disease, who is the first to help? The United States. Who helps the most and unselfishly? The United States. Now, former, a former Italian prime minister once stated, the only territory really occupied by the United States is that in which the soldiers who died for our freedom lie, he said. Now, this is reference to the many American cemeteries that are scattered throughout Europe and Asia. But he was referencing the ones in Europe. This is what what America means to them. And goes back to my aunt. She was there through fascism when the Germany occupied Italy. 
She was there when the, the um, Allied forces came through um, southern Italy to rid the um, Germans from um, Italian soil. But she also remembers it was the United States that stayed, stayed the course. It was the United States that kept the Soviet armies from engulfing all of Europe, which was a distinct possibility after the end of the Second World War. She also remembers it was the United States, through the Marshall Plan, who rebuilt Europe, took the treasure of its citizens and gave it to the European people. It rebuilt Germany and Japan, its defeated foes. Never in the course of human history has a, um, a, victor, a, victor, um, a victorious nation been so grace, graceful to a nation that it defeated. Even my dad, who served in the Italian Navy, he fought against America, and America welcomed him with open arms. And because of that, my dad got married to my mom, had five children. Three of his four sons went off to serve in the American military and went off. Three of those four went off and served in combat. So, but see, Memorial Day is different today. When I was a kid growing up, the vast majority of the population had served in the, uh, in the military. Now, today it's, it's different. The World War II generation are dying off in droves. I mean, most of the World War II generation are in their 90s. My dad was, would have been 98 this, coming up, this June, this June 18th. So most of the World War II generation are dying off, and the Korean War vets are just shortly there behind them. The Vietnam era veterans are in their upper 60s and early 70s. And because, in, because of the, in the, during the Vietnam War, there was, they had a draft, just like they had in Korea and they had in World War II, but only those who were drafted, if you had a deferment, you could um, stay out of the, uh, the military conflict um, and not go to Vietnam, which a lot of Americans did. Because of that, we have fewer and fewer Americans associated with the military. Now, I wrote a book called The New Business Brigade, The Veteran Dynamic Impact on U.S. Business, Why Businesses Need to Hire Veterans and the Untapped Resource They Represent. Now, part of a chapter I wrote in the book is when the Vietnam veterans were treated very badly by the country because of their service in Vietnam. But the difference is when they went into the economy, went back into civilian life, they still ran into a lot of the veterans from World War II in Korea. So every area of the U.S. economy from entertainment, sports, you name it, there was a veteran. When I came home from Iraq and Afghanistan, Yes, the public embraced us, thanked us for our service and how grateful we're doing things for the country. But the difference was we weren't treated like the Vietnam veterans were. But we still, when we uh, transitioned out of the military and went back into civilian life, there was nobody that knew what we went through. Very few Americans have served. There's some families go back generations before they had any military service. So we're seeing this huge disconnect between the understanding of what military service is like and to those who serve. Now, I still go back to, this goes back to Memorial Day and Veterans Day. You ask any veteran, they know what Veterans Day is. And the same side, you ask any veteran, they know what Memorial Day is. But because we serve, they understand Veterans Day is to, to honor those veterans who served their country. Memorial Day has a different ring among veterans. 
that it commemorates and honors those men and women who gave the ultimate sacrifice so we can enjoy the freedoms that we enjoy. So today's, this vet, excuse me, this Memorial Day, this Monday, I implore you, spend time with your family, do all the things that most people do on Memorial Day, but please take the time and remember what Memorial Day really means. Teach your children what Memorial Day really means. We get, we're having a presidential election. People are protesting Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, or whoever's up there running for president for what they say on the policy side. It's because of a veteran that we are able to protest. It's because of a veteran are we able to go to the church that we choose. It's because of a veteran we are able to vote who we want to vote for. And we are because of a veteran, we are able to hold our elected officials accountable for their actions. So please teach your children what Memorial Day really is. Take a time, remember, and listen to the, the, the president's speech, listen to our leaders, listen to some go to a, a parade and really honor those veterans who gave the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom. Now, I'm going to follow up at the end of this a quote by President Ronald Reagan in 1982 gave a Memorial Day address. And one of the parts of this quote, he said, Earlier today, with the music that we have heard and that of our national anthem, I can't claim to know the words of all the national anthems in the world, but I don't know if any other that ends with a question and a challenge as ours does. Does that flag still wave over the land of the free and the home of the brave? That is what we must must all ask. Does that flag fly, fly freely over the home of the brave and the land of the free? That's what I envisioned this country to be. I've been all over the world and I love America. And I remember when my dad went to visit his family, this is just by himself because we couldn't afford it. He told us if anything happens to him, he would want to be laid to rest, not in Italy, the birthplace of his, himself and his father's. He wanted to be laid to rest in America because he loved this country so much. Now let's never forget those who gave the full devotion of freedom by giving their lives so we can be free. Let's remember all those men and women who gave that ultimate sacrifice. So this veterans, this excuse me, this Memorial Day, let's take the time and honor those men and women. They gave everything including their life. It's the least that we can do. So Thank you for this pot for listening on this podcast. But before I go, sign up for Stitcher. Go to iTunes, sign up. It's free. Let me know what you think of this podcast and any other future podcasts. If you get a chance, read my book. You can go to Amazon. It's a bestseller. Barnes and Noble or any of the book manufacturers. It's called the New Business Brigade. Why businesses need to hire veterans and the untapped resource they represent. Go to my website, Ubali Reports. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. Keep listening. Let me know what you think. 
Because if you put something down, I'll research it and we'll do a podcast off it. But again, let's remember and honor those men and women who gave the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom this Memorial Day. So let's take the time to remember them. Thank you for listening and thank all the veterans who served this country, especially those who gave the ultimate sacrifice. Thank you for listening and keep listening to Uvalde Reports.